This episode of Fermented Adventure the Podcast is sponsored by Brewskits, handcrafted dog treats made from spent beer grains, oats, barley, and rye. No chemical preservatives, a great source of fiber, and packed with protein. Visit brewskits.com to see the full selection of treats for your dog and your cat. Receive 15% off your first order by typing in two important words, Fermented Adventure, at checkout. Cheers! Ladies and gentlemen, craft spirit enthusiasts, and those interested in the intoxicating world of craft distilleries, cideries, meaderies, wineries, and the occasional foray into breweries. It's Rich Shane, and welcome to Fermented Adventure, the podcast, where we bring you the fascinating people that are making the mash, fermenting, distilling, bottling, pouring, and delivering to you some of the finest libations in the world. Before we get started, here are a few housekeeping items. Thank you for bringing the podcast into wherever you are and whatever you're doing. We truly are grateful that you've chosen to listen and make us part of your day. It would mean the world to us if you left a five-star review. This helps us climb in the rankings and it makes it easier for others to find us. Don't hesitate to leave us your comments as well. If the podcast didn't meet your expectations, tell us why. We're always striving to improve. You can find us at fermentedadventure.com. We are on Instagram and Facebook as Fermented Adventure. Email us at fermentedadventure at gmail.com. All right, FA Nation, let's meet our guests. We're here at Wilson's Secret Sauce. He's Steve Wilson. I'm Rich Shane. Dawn Ranieri's here, and this is Fermented Adventure, the podcast. We're here. We're going to talk barbecue today. We're going to talk whiskey today. What goes better together than barbecue and whiskey? We have some selections that uh, Dawn and I have picked up we want to share. We're going to talk about your new bourbon barbecue sauce, maple bourbon barbecue sauce. But I want to know, Steve, you know, for me, it's how did all this get started for you and your wife, Kelly? How did Wilson's Secret Sauce get started? We started off doing barbecue competitions down at the Phillies game with Gary Maddox. And from there, it just turned into a, uh, can you come watch my grill? Went to one party, to another party. This one didn't have that. That one didn't have that. We just started bringing more and more with us. And then when Kelly and I had gotten together, she really started to tie it together, you know, to bring the, the woman's side of the, um, you know, taking care of it and making sure everything looked right and, and then we just turned into a catering company. Okay, like, so there's a couple things you said. The number one, Gary, Mon- Gary Maddox, ex-center fielder for the Philadelphia Phillies. How did you, I mean, was it, he was doing those barbecue competitions at Veterans Stadium right. in the parking lot, right? That's right. Yeah. That goes back a long way. Yeah, so he had 45 teams that were all amateur teams. And, uh, and then he had the restaurants. So the restaurants would sell food to the public. And then the 45 amateur teams, we were just up against each other. And so the money was raised through the uh, sales, and um, you know he had a, a charity called Compete 360, and so that helped kids in the inner city have something to do after school and somewhere to go. And, and so um, we did that for quite a few years. We took first in chicken, second place in ribs, and then uh, it turned into the catering business. Now you had mentioned that you didn't know Kelly at the time, because yeah. no. So you guys were, you know. Barbecue brought you together. I was just winging it, and then we had gotten together, and um, and next thing you know, she kind of turned it into a catering business, uh, tying everything together inside the house, helping 
helping the, the host uh, straighten up and get everything ready. That kept us away from each other for four or five hours and kept the, the husband and wife separated for four or five hours so we didn't fight with each other and everybody was happy. So now your location is here in Upper Darby. You're almost like Havertown, Montgomery County. This is just where we're west southwest of philadelphia right and how did you come to pick this location talk about you know how this all came to be where we are today so i was a mechanic for 30 years before we had opened the business um and we were kind of at that point where you know we're 48 years old and you know the business was starting to get busier and we were looking for a kitchen to work out of and this location's had a high turnover so pretty much everybody that's been in here beat the lease and left tables, chairs, hoods, walk in, a lot of things behind. And we were just looking to borrow the kitchen because my buddy had owned the property at the time. And uh, he wanted me to sign a lease and we went back and forth and Kelly said no, so we went and signed the lease. <laughs> what is it for you about barbecue? Like how did, how, how does that resonate with you? Um, you know, it seems like it's so much of a passion for you that food, you were a mechanic for all these years. What was the transition of barbecue? How'd that come about for you? Uh, mostly from the competitions, but it takes a long time. So I could throw something on the grill and let it go for hours and come back and have food ready when I'm done working. Um, and it's just it's just fun. It's just a whole it's a lifestyle. Uh, barbecue, competitions, things like that. It's just a whole lifestyle. and You're not just a cook, uh, or I shouldn't say it that way, but... Um, you know, there is a passion. You know, I always say you can fake a steak, but you can't fake a brisket. You know, when I run out of brisket, I'm done for the day. We're anywhere from 12 to 14 brisket. So, you know, if I fail there, it's, I ran out. It's not that I, you know, overcooked it. Now, one of the things we're trying today, and again, to me, quintessentially whiskey, bourbon, rye these go so well with barbecue and i thought i'd bring a little something from 1675 this is their maple whiskey now 1675 is in the bucks county area but you and i had talked prior to the podcast that you're making a bourbon whiskey and i think it's going to be a maple bourbon whiskey it's going to be a it's going to be a bourbon maple barbecue sauce bourbon maple barbecue sauce and we had talked and you introduced us to um american distillery Pennsylvania distilling. Yep, in Malvern, Pennsylvania. Yep. And they're so close to where we are, so I just figured before I, you know, move out of the county or out of the area, let's see where we're at as far as the 610 area code is. Okay, and what we're going to do is we're going to try the Dewey's next, and we'll feature that a little bit. But tell me what you think of the 1675. So, again, you're a barbecue guy. You got some time on your hands. You can sip a little whiskey while the smoker's going, right? That's right. (laughs) That is smooth. Lots of lots of honey flavor there, oh, yeah. right? Lots of maple flavor, but you get the undertones of the spiciness of the whiskey. Yeah. But that sweetness comes through, and I Absolutely. thought this would be a good start for the podcast. Yeah. We get our we get our palates coated a little bit. Yeah, that's my favorite. That's your favorite. That is a very delicious one. So now, when you go into crafting your barbecue, when you start to think about that barbecue sauce you want to make. What are some of the things in your mind right now that you're kind of bouncing around that flavor? I mean, 
chefs and cooks, you know, what you're doing is, it's the same thing with setting up the easel, right? right. As an artist, yeah. you're looking at that blank canvas and saying, I know what I want this to look like. Yep. How are you kind of thinking it through right now on your new barbecue sauce? Well, like with this 1675, it already has the maple into it. So I'm going to incorporate this pure Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania maple syrup from Loach Maple. And that's from Pennsylvania. And what I liked about that 1675 is, like, my lips feel soft. Like, I feel that syrup on my lips. And then I have that taste in the back of my throat from the, from the whiskey. And that barbecue sauce, I think, will be the perfect complement in between both your lips, the back of your mouth, and your tongue. I think that barbecue sauce is going to go good, especially on some wings. Now, here's the question. The neat. Secret sauce. How did you get to the name? It's just a name. It's just a name. We we needed a name. Uh, Originally, we were called the Oak Monsters uh, when we started doing the competitions, my friend Jason and I. And it turned out that the Oakmont Fire Company, that was their name. So we figured before we got any bigger, you know, we needed a name change. And so that's where the name came from. And then everything evolved around that. Now... I guess my question is, when people see secret sauce, what's the secret in your sauce? Love. <laughs> love? Love. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you're pouring all your love into that sauce. Yeah, because we have a lot of different sauces, so everything has something you know, something different, like whether it's our honey barbecue, or our spicy barbecue, or Kelly's Q. Uh, she's a more of a horseradish-based uh, sauce. Uh. What is it to you? Because I think when you set out and you're doing competition barbecue and when you put that hey it's our secret sauce what do you think you know you're trying to I guess there's something you're trying to live up to or is there something you're looking to convey to your customer what what can a customer you know almost expect now from you when they come and dine or do takeout with Wilson's probably a little bit of everything uh, you know our People ask all the time what kind of barbecue we do, and I say, well, Upper Darby, because I don't think we really have an identity. <laughs> there's today. North Carolina, yeah. there's 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 Texas barbecue, right. there's Kansas City barbecue, and now you've said there's Upper, Upper Darby, Darby barbecue. barbecue. Right. I'm picturing a lot of things. Yeah. So what's, what do you think the characteristic of Upper Darby barbecue is? It's a lot of flavor. It's a lot of love. It's not you know so much we're going to dump vinegar on everything or dump ketchup on everything or, you know, a lot of mustard on it. We just kind of use a combination of a little bit of everything and kind of weed out what we don't like and add some of that is such that is such an upper derby attitude. Yeah, Delco. Hey, everybody come in and then we're just going to weed out what we don't like, yeah, right? That's right. Uh, <laughs> I think people kind of weed the, or things weed themselves out here, you know? That's I, right. I, I, you find your place, but it's we, always welcoming here. It yeah, really we, is. we we listen to what our customers say and what they complain about. I read all my reviews, whether it's the 360 of them on Google or 180 on Yelp or Facebook, Instagram, Delco Restaurant Review, all the review sites. I see what they say. You know, and it's and I also talk to our customers and come to find out they're eating cheesesteaks and burgers with no cheese because they're lactose intolerant or somebody is uh, has bad celiac, so, you know, they can't eat french fries or they can't have this, and we have a gluten-free deep fryer. So, you know, you have to listen to what your customers are telling you to do and, and adjust, constantly adjust. In the barbecue world, because we, you know, like I said, whiskey, bourbon, all the things we do with fermented adventure, we gravitate, we look to find barbecue. And I guess my question is, what you're doing seems somewhat unique in the barbecue world. 
gluten-free fat fryer, right? Yep. Um, you're, you're focusing on lactose intolerance, celiac disease. You're really looking to say, hey, we know you have some challenges, you know, digestively, or we know you have some challenges with your diet. Yeah. But we want to try to find a way that you can still, you know, really enjoy this and become fans. Yeah, and one of the things that we do here is uh, we do a lot of vegan and vegetarian options. Uh, when we were catering, I always had to have sides and meats and everything going out together. So I just had a separate surface so I could get my asparagus and squash and zucchini out when the meats are ready. And so going into the business, uh, being never trained in the business, you know, I have uh, separate surfaces. So now I have vegans and vegetarians that are couples with carnivores and and they're used to going out for a wedge salad or you know your typical options and i try to bring something else to it whether it's our impossible cheesesteak or or just a veggie platter all right so when you you threw it out there what's an impossible cheesesteak so the impossible cheesesteak is basically the impossible burger and then we make a uh we do caramelized onions portobello mushrooms and uh, and whatever cheese they want, whether it's vegan cheese or um, or regular standard cheese, uh, Cooper Sharp, and um, it was written up in the Philly Mag as one of the top ten places to get a cheese stick in the Philadelphia area. And it came in at number six. Well, now you're making my mouth water. That <laughs> yeah. sounds delicious. So let's pour a little bit of this Dewey sixty nine. Right. Now this comes from Pennsylvania Distilling, as you said, they're out in Malvern. And one of the things that when we spoke about is again, you're looking to construct this maple bourbon whiskey barbecue sauce right that's right and obviously you want to keep it local to what you're doing and this is really building so not to give away all the secrets of the sauce but you've got some honey there from Linville Orchard as you said you've got the lox um, you've got the lox maple pure maple syrup and then this is going to go along with this small batch bourbon whiskey that's right from Pennsylvania Distillery now I have to tell you I love what comes off of the oak, the oak characteristics of this. Yeah. It's not overly spicy. Right. You get the sweetness from the bourbon itself. You get some hints of citrus on there as, as well. Yeah. So where do you feel like, you know, as you construct this, how does this all come together in your barbecue sauce? I. Uh- this one has a little more of a tingle on the top of your mouth compared to the 1675. The 1675 felt more on your lips and the back of your right. mouth. This is hitting the top of your mouth. And I think I think the maple syrup uh, is really going to get the lips. That's going to get the top barbecue sauce within the mouth. And, um, you know, that, that'll be a full all-around mouth experience, I guess you could say, right? What I find with this is... You really can pull the char. There's a there's a a smokiness out of what they're bringing out of the barrel. Right. Again, and you're looking again. Some people like a a sweet tangy. Some people like a uh, a vinegary. Some people like more of a mustard flavor on a barbecue sauce, spicy, peppery. But this really, I think, complements. If you're looking for some sort of a smoky characteristic, this will play really well with that maple syrup. Absolutely, and and I do. Uh, we sell about our week goes from Wednesday to Sunday, and we go about two hundred to two hundred fifty pounds of chicken breast, and it's all grilled. Uh, but like this barbecue sauce would give you that smokiness without having the smoky uh, from the smoker. We grill all the chicken off here. Steve, you and Kelly do a lot with the community. 
Um, Preston and Steve, that's their local um, radio personalities with WMMR. Right. Talk about your charitable, you know, how you, it seems like you're really giving back to the community. Yeah, well, the, you know, the community supports us. It's a community-driven business. And if you turn on the community, they'll be the first to let you know. And and I live in the community. I only live a mile away from the restaurant. So, you know, I think as a business owner, we have a responsibility to make our communities better. And if one other business does what we do um, in a positive way, I think we did what we could. With everything, you and I talked a lot recently about what's happening in the restaurant business world you know different things like some challenges that you're facing right now talk about you know like just being a restaurant owner right now being a barbecue owner what are some of the challenges to serve those customers that you have right now well it, it's not even so much the waiters waitresses and you know the help that you need it's it's the it's supply chain it's you know the pricing on the ribs doubled and the, this went up and that went up and you know, the standard answer is raise your prices, but, you know, there's a limit to everything where people don't want to eat out and, you know, you don't want to overcharge and you don't want to not have it. For, so when somebody does come in, they have it. So, you know, that's that's the hardest thing. And then as far as the help, it's uh, a lot of people use bartending, waiter, waiter waitress, waiting um, as a way of extra money. And during COVID, a lot of those people just committed to their full-time job a little bit more or going into that career they've been dragging their feet on and, you know, they're not coming back. So it's hard to just grab somebody. One of the things we talked about, too, was, you know, you've done a lot of takeout through COVID and even, you know, as we wane to whatever that different world we live in today. But you've, you've vacillated on opening your dining room back. Yeah. And that's been a little bit of a challenge for you as well, right? Yeah. We waited two months after they allowed us to open uh, just because we knew everybody wasn't ready. And we weren't quite ready yet. You know, we were doing a lot of takeout uh, just with Grubhub and DoorDash alone. We do 40, 30, 40 tickets a day just with them. Um, you know, so we have people that walk through the door. We have call-ins, orders, and online ordering so there's a there's a lot of different ways that we don't necessarily need the dining room open but we want the dining room open and then then when we push the open the dining room will be short-handed and so you know people expect a certain level of service when they go out to eat and sometimes it's not available so you know sometimes we're forced to shut it down for the day just stick with the uh, takeout. I believe from our interactions, from meeting you the times I've been in here, you want to see people inside your restaurant. Oh, yeah. You want to interact with the people sure. here. You want to be able to, you know, say, you know, go to the table, say, hi, how are you? What are you enjoying? All those things. Yeah. That, that's fuel for your soul. But it's also just being a part of the community and yeah. just being part of the people in, in your community. Have them just be in your dining room, right? Oh, absolutely. It's like a comedian. He doesn't get that <laughs> feedback. He does. He does. He he might think the joke's funny, but nobody else does right. because there's no crowd. And I can only talk to so many walls before you know I start talking to myself. So you bring a great. That's that's a that's a fantastic point. That, you know, essentially, you're 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 smoking, you're grilling, you're prepping, you're cooking, you're working with your staff, but 
you need to see and you need to feel yeah. that recognition or at least that feedback to what you're doing. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, and you it's know, not from even that standpoint. Yeah, it's not even so much a pat on the back. It's just to know that you know, like our we were down in Wildwood uh, probably about a year and a half ago. We had a lobster roll, and I posted a picture and said, "Hey, what do you guys think?" And through the response, we start selling lobster rolls, and we've done over 700 lobster rolls since then. Uh, so we came up with another sandwich called the Sea Brisket, and we had customers name it, and we gave a few away. Um, and the Sea Brisket, we've done over 500 of them. And um, who know, comes up with these names for some of your sandwiches and whatnot? The customers name the Sea Brisket, okay. And, uh, and then sometimes it's just a feeling. It's what do you know? What, what do we think? What do you know, that's the hardest part is coming up with a name. We are taking, so one of the other things, we were just up at Taconic Distillery and they're in New York State and uh, Kelly just tried that a little bit. Now that's, what we brought <laughs> is their the double barrel maple bourbon. Mm. Double barrel maple bourbon, that's the next thing to try. Um, again, I wanted to keep with a little bit of a, uh, a maple-y, barrel-y feel for what we are doing today. Yeah. So what are your feelings about that one? That's it. Kelly, what did you think of that one? <laughs> you, you went a little heavy on the on the first taste, didn't you? But you're gonna feel it. That has a full mouth tingle right there, doesn't it? Though, yeah, that's true. And what's nice is when you try these next to each other. Yeah, all these have such different flavor profiles, don't they? They do, absolutely. We might have to close early. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy. Basically, this is more of a maple wash. Yeah. So they'll take the maple syrup. That you know they, they they put maple syrup in the barrel, then they'll wash it. Um, after they'll 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 make their bourbon, so they'll it, that's why it's a double barrel because they'll go into that secondary finish. Okay. Again, we tried some different presentations and different expressions of whiskey just to kind of say, all right, we're doing you know little little. What can we do to this? Like, let's let's. Yeah. I, I, I hate to say it, but you know, kick it up a notch. Yeah. But uh, I just did. Well, it's funny is um, you know Jack Daniels was the whiskey, and you know you, you do shots, and as I guess you mature a little bit, you start to develop a flavor for it, and then you know as my flavors that are you know like the uh like the maple and the honey and the different things just kind of you bring out so much more flavor out of that whiskey compared to just doing a shot right going for the burn yeah and and then you know obviously you know jack daniels you can't you know really what they've done in the industry and even even during the highs and lows of the industry they they've, they've kept their business going right but you know look you know, they, they do Gentleman Jack. They do small release. They do they do different batches that they'll do yeah. because there's a different level of quality of their Tennessee whiskey that they're producing. Right. And you may find this is this is what we love about you know just sharing and, and craft itself. Yeah, we can sit down and depending on what your level of experience, we can just sit here and talk whiskey. You know, and 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 introduce some different things, and you can you know share your thoughts about it yeah. and say, oh, I didn't think about that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So when we come back, there's some more things about your business I want to talk about. We'll taste a little bit of a bar of your barbecue and um, we'll talk about some other things that people can expect from Wilson's Secret Sauce, okay? Sounds good. Brewskits, beer, grain, dog, bones, brewskits, your dog will go wild. Brewskits, beer, grain, dog, bones, a healthy alternative for your pup. Brewskits are all natural and made in the USA. Visit brewskit.com. That's B-R-E-W-S-C-U-I-T dot com. We're back. We have...
brisket here. We have ribs here. We've been concocting some maple syrup with the Dewey's number 69. And we have some different flavors. I, this is exciting. My mouth is watering. <laughs> I can smell the smokiness and the uh, just everything that's going on. You're like a mad scientist there, Steve. <laughs> is, is that one of the things... Is that one of the things for you that this really is is you know allows that creative side for you to, to kind yeah. of come out making barbecue? Yeah, I, I, as a mechanic for thirty years, I felt I felt good about it, and then now it's just kind of well, I like this and I like that. And we go out and we support all the local restaurants, you know, in the area, and we pick up flavors and tastes and trends, and you know, then I get to come back and. Do it on my own, or I guess interpret it my own way. You're like the barbecue alchemist. Right. <laughs> you eat out, Kelly says you eat out every Monday and Tuesday. Just right. to see what's going on in the community, or just to get idea of trends and things like that, and to support the community as well, right? That's right. Um, you know, they support us. There's so many uh, restaurants and bars that come in here, and they take care of their staff and they have catering you know because they're around their foods and they want our foods for their holiday parties and you know we do the same thing with them and you know i find that it's better that we all support each other and help each other you know there's there's plenty of food to be eaten everywhere whether you're big daddies down in, in ridley or you're here you're allowed to like everybody you know you're allowed to support us or allowed to support anybody you know i figure if you know, the more the merrier. Not everybody's going to come here every day, but, you know, they see the network of people that we follow, and, you know, maybe they'll follow, just kind of like a diner's drivings and knives. He makes, you know, he makes uh, recommendations, and, right. and we go from there. Yeah. So, well, know. talk about, sorry, so you just put some of your um, baby back ribs. St. Louis ribs. St. Louis ribs, okay. Now, again, for you, why did you pick St. Louis ribs? Talk about, again, the Alchemist barbecue, Alchemist mindset of, of where you're going for this. Yeah, so the uh, the ribs that I cook every day, average, you know, it's like three pounds. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a nice big rib. I, I do St. Louis ribs because I sell a lot of half racks. And if you ever bought a half rack of baby backs and you got the small end and your wife or the other half got the bigger end and you wanted it that way you know you're not going to feel happy so so the st louis style ribs are more consistent, consistent in the from rack one end to the other okay and a lot of times there's 13 bones on the rack so the one there's a bigger end and a smaller end and the smaller end usually gets the extra bone in case anybody's listening <laughs> <laughs> now all right let's talk about your ideas on, on, on i love talking barbecue as much as i love talking whiskey and spirits sure. now with this rib um is this a dry rub do you brine this do you nah. do it wet talk about how your presentation so is. this is just a dry rub i have a lot of customers that are diabetic or keto or just don't want sauce on it so i don't put any sauce on unless it's asked for um and so this is just a dry rub we prep them the day ahead and they they sit overnight um basically 24 hours or so uh, with the rub, and then we smoke them off. Is there is there a, a smoke, a wood that you gravitate towards for your smoking? I like the apple. Apple okay. and hickory is plentiful. 
Um, so I stick with the uh, hickory for the brisket and the pork, and I stick with the apple for the ri- for the ribs and the wings. Any like right now? Again, we talked about supply chain issues. Wood's still plentiful. That's something easy to get. You've got a good wood supplier for your wood supplier for your barbecue. Uh, it's like it's like anything. Okay. Uh, I have nine different sources, and I you know we're closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. It used to be so we had one day to detox or you know re- decompress, and the next day we're shopping, prepping, cooking, cleaning, getting everything ready for Wednesday and the rest of the week. Now it comes down to. Well, I better start shopping early Monday morning, and then that gives me 48 hours to make sure I have everything ready. So, you know, the supply chain issues are there. It's just a matter of who has what when. You're staying ahead of it. That's right now. You need to stay ahead of it, right? All right, so this rib, I can't stop. My mouth is what I'm just going to drool over your floor here. What is it to – so we try it a little bit first without the sauce? I would. Okay. I would. You can always add it. Tremendously tender. I love, you almost get, I love the, the texture, but I love how you get, I'm going to say the oils that naturally come off the ribs, yeah. which are such an enhancement to the rib. These are delicious. They are delicious. Majorly delicious. Now, you put something in front of me. What should I do with this? Is this the, is this your, That's is this the whiskey the, barbecue? This is the whiskey barbecue you just made. That one we just whipped up. And just uh, on the fly. And that takes your base barbecue sauce. This is so much fun. We we haven't done barbecue yet on Fermented Adventure. No. We keep talking about doing it. Oh, nice. we love barbecue. We love barbecue. So. I love even the texture that your rub gives to your rib. Yeah. And, and just all the flavors now that are just kind of mixing around with that. Yeah, so my main, the main ingredient of my rub is... I can't tell you, <laughs> uh, but but uh, but if you come here, you'll buy it, yeah. and you can just enjoy it on your own. But our friend Dan and Greg, they own Philly Grit, and they're uh, they're I've been buying I buy seventy pounds of their seasoning a month, and um, you know they uh, they're local, you know they're right in media, and um, you know they just kind of they have regular jobs and they start doing this on the side, and it's taken off pretty good. So that's my base, and then we make some other adjustments from there. But yeah, I need a core base, you know, a core rub, and and it's been great. It, it's it's such a good flavor. That's important. I mean, your rub. I mean, when you say secret sauce, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of secret to yeah. your rub that really enhances this rib. Yeah. And really brings out. And let's not forget. There's still pork flavor that you want to have here. Exactly. And that's still there. It's the same thing with. When we're talking whiskey, we're talking, you still want to know you're drinking that's not overly masked with oak or right. other things that kind of can influence just the, the wonderful grains that are produced out of the whiskey. Exactly. And you still get a nice enhanced, like, if, if, I'm, if I'm a pig, I, I, you know, this would, I'd be proud to yeah. have your rub on you. Thank you. Yeah, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it, it's kind of like... Uh, it's kind of like a nugget. Like, you you dip your nugget into a sauce. Like, I just feel that, you know, it's 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 your rib, and you can put whatever sauce and how much you want on it. We also brought Springbrook Farm Distillery, their cowboy coffee. We were just up there um, in New York. Um, <laughs> this is made with crew coffee. It's a coffee shop local to the area. Um, 
And this is a coffee liqueur. This is 60 proof. And I think this would be a really cool enhancement to once you get that barbecue in the mouth, how would the coffee flavor play with what you're uh, with what you're trying? So there's some there. I know Kelly already added some to her coffee, okay. and she's made a um, a coffee coffee. <laughs> she called it a day. So. <laughs> now, how do you that think that good. plays? How do you think that plays with barbecue? It's almost like a, a like a Kahlua. Yeah, just, just happier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's good. What I find, and I know a lot of people, uh, even locally, they, they'll use coffee as a rub, but uh, like everything else, there's a lot of people that don't like coffee, and they don't want that coffee aftertaste. They don't want that, and that's the only reason I stay away from certain things. And I think, like in the whiskey world, in the spirits world, in the beer world, yeah, you can do some special releases. Yeah, You can say, hey, we're doing... Our coffee release this week, just limited time only. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, like what you're doing now with the um, the whiskey uh, barbecue sauce that you're going to make. That's almost like, that could be a standard on your menu. It could be a limited release. Sure. You could do a lot of things. Sure. And you know, the nice thing about the internet today is a lot of people love it or hate it. The nice thing about it is I can make one thing, like our sea brisket, and I can just put it out there and see where it goes and 500 later I say well maybe we should put it on the on the menu and, mm-hmm. uh, you know but that that is a nice thing about the limited and the uh, you know where you could just put it out there we're going to try your brisket next and again you're you're the alchemist so I'm curious from you as your take on brisket and and again your um you know, what you're focusing on, what you're looking to create from your brisket. Because you already said you change up the wood. Yep. You're doing a hickory on this. I do a hickory on this. And then you're doing the apple on your ribs. Yep. And so what, again, for you, what's the mindset of why you're changing the wood and what you're looking to produce off the brisket there? So the, the, the hickory gives you a heartier flavor. And so when you do a hickory on... Uh, like a wing or a rib where it's a lighter meat, it really starts to take over. And the brisket, you know, that starts out at 14 pounds, so it takes a lot of smoke to really penetrate that meat. Um, And it it gives you a different flavor profile. If I brought everything out and it tasted the same, you know, we'd all be, hey, that tastes like chicken, you know. This tastes, I don't get a sense it's the same rub. Right, now This is a little spicier. So, but it's it's not. I, I think you're really focusing on. I want. You, tell me if I'm wrong. I want you to taste smoke, brisket, and spicy. You want every flavor to come out, and you still want to taste beef. You want to taste that you're eating beef. Uh, you don't want it to taste like uh, pork. Why? Well, I hope not. It came from a different animal, right? <laughs> <laughs> so when when you sat down, or when you started to just get into barbecue what were some of the experiences that you had that you really you know found that this was again barbecue was for you i don't even know if it's for me yet okay <laughs> <laughs> um you know one thing i was always afraid of and i never did and even when we did competitions i had my sister do was the brisket i just you know it's just a time consuming labor of love that I actually fell in love with doing uh, once you figure it out once you you know learn what the cut is and 
you know, how to go about cooking it. Um, you, you just commit, you know that it takes 13 hours. You know it takes time to rest. It, it just, but, the, you know, we we sell 12 to 14 briskets every day. and um, That's know, a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, 12 to 14 briskets every day, yeah. you're making over like 150 pound of brisket every day. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of brisket. That's a great sauce. And, and the thing about the brisket is... Um, yeah, not only do I just sell by the pound or the half pound or the platter, you know, we do a sandwich, we do a cheesesteak, we do it on that, we roll egg rolls, we put it on tacos, we put it on top of mac and cheese, on top of french fries, you know, you know, I can take that one ingredient and I'm not just selling by the pound like, you know, some places in Texas are just chopping, 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 I'm I'm, I guess I'm not a pure Texas barbecue. But well, no, you're Upper Darby I'm, barbecue. That's right. You're Upper Darby Q. So, uh, yeah. Delco Q. And Delco, and Delco too. Uh, but, you know, I try to figure out every which way to utilize because you lose some prepping and, and cooking. So I don't want to lose anything else once it comes out of that smoker. I love the bark on this. I love you get the char on this. But you also, again pay homage to smokiness plus this Kelly's Q it's delicious it you know when you do that that um, French dip and you get the horseradish sauce on there it really enhances the beef flavor and that's what that horseradish spiciness of the, yep. the sauce does yeah. what made you think of doing horseradish I tell I tell Kelly all the time because you know I'm the pretty face <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, she, to get more involved, to to so it's not just me that everybody sees and knows, and and that put her on the map in a lot of different places. A lot of people love it. Like when she talks, every a lot of people listen, and you know, she's as much of the owner of this business as I am. I'll tell you what. What's really nice is, and you made that. You've, you, you've made the experimental barbecue sauce here with the whiskey. Mm-hmm. It's so different on the beef. Mm-hmm. And it's really fun to play with the different senses when you try the horseradish and then you try the whiskey barbecue sauce. There's really, it's almost like, wow, that's still the same brisket I'm tasting. Mm-hmm. But I get so many different experiences. That is really cool. Now, again, let's so, talk about, go ahead, what are you going to say? Well, that's, uh, that's like... Just like our brisket, we take our brisket as many ways as we can possibly take it. And the same with the barbecue sauce. We make that one barbecue sauce, and then we move that sauce as many different ways as we can. Uh, So we're not making 10 different things. We're making one thing and just enhancing it 10 different ways. Speaking of different ways, Robert Irvine was just here. He was. And you're going to be on one of the segments of his TV show? We are. So talk about that experience. So he was heading north from New Orleans. They were they were going to shoot four restaurants for a new series called Cheat Day USA. Cheat Day USA. And it's going to air actually this Sunday night, depending on when it's, you hear this. It would be two o- Sundays ago. <laughs> so October 23rd is the season premiere of Cheat Day USA. And what channel does that on? The Cooking Channel. The Cooking Channel. And then our episode airs on December 19th. I have to double check. So the good news is the podcast will air before right. your episode. How about that? So now people have something to look forward to. Right. 
more than just a podcast and, and coming here for great barbecue. So they were heading north and they were going to four restaurants in Philadelphia and one of them backed out for family issues. And so through Instagram, they found our pictures and they saw our sea brisket. So they highlighted the sea brisket and then our pulled pork egg rolls. And so uh, the Cheat Day USA is going to air the episode of December 19th. That is so freaking exciting. I know, So right? what was it like, I mean, the experience for you and just having the film crew here and all those things, what was that like? So we found out Sunday that they were coming Tuesday. So we had less than 48 hours notice. So keep in mind, Monday night we had 35 people coming in the house on our night off for um, Christmas in July. Tuesday night, we were, we were catering 100 people for a local um, uh, Haverford Township. They have a uh, the uh, kids' uh, the camp, the summer camp. And so we were catering for all the counselors and the, uh, the assistants. Tuesday night during shooting, so shooting was all day Tuesday, 13 hours, 28 people. And we did the catering. And then Wednesday was our three-year anniversary. And then uh, Thursday. This has been this has been such a great couple of weeks for you, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So and then Thursday we went on Preston and Steve, and we were uh, on WMMR, and we did a meet and eat with them. So we were on the air all, all morning on Thursday. So that was a and you're fun visiting week. and you're visiting with us here on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are rock stars. Yeah, we're trying. No, that's awesome, I, and and it's a great testimony, I think, for you and Kelly. And this is one of the things I say to Dawn. I mean, you know. It's 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 nice to get that recognition that with what you're doing, right? That hey, I always say it's like um, that Sally Field moment. They like me. They really like me. Yeah. You know, and and to have people come out and say, hey, we want to we want to highlight and share what you're doing. Yeah, we want to give you that acknowledgement because you mean so much to us. And again, you mean so much to the Delco community, I Delaware it. County. Um, I mean, if you're in Philly, Montgomery County, this is worth the trip. If you're in Bucks County, Chester County, come from, you know, Delaware, come from New Jersey. I mean, if you're into barbecue and it's something where you say, I, I want to try all the barbecue, come here. Try your stuff. Right. Because then what happens is you make more fans. Right. And people get to see. Like, I told you when we were talking earlier on the podcast, I don't know anybody that's paying, especially a barbecue restaurant, that's paying so much, that's paying so much special attention to dietary needs. I would say, hey, I would not want to, you know, maybe gravitate away from french fries. Now I know your yeah. french fries are going to be more friendly or friendly to me. That yeah. makes me want to come here more because I have dietary issues, yeah. especially cheese, as he well knows. Yeah. So, like, I think that's important. I don't understand. Like I said, I was a mechanic for 30 years, so I don't understand how people have been in the business for so long, self-proclaimed whoever, and... Uh, you know, why don't they address that? Why don't you have that vegan cheese for the lactose intolerant? Why do you flick your fingers off <laughs> and say what you're going to say? Like, well, I think, if, look, in, and, and to your point, I think you're right. Because I think what happens is now you can allow more people to enjoy what you do. But let's face it. Your walk-ins are only so big. You have this, you know, you, you have this um, customer base that with consistency, you know what they're going to order. Right. Some businesses are afraid to start adding things to the right. menu because they don't know how their customer or their you know consumer is going to react. Right. I love the fact that you want to take those risks and yep. take a shot at it and say, look, hey, what's the thing a cheese costs? Or what, what's, what's the oil cost? 
right. if it doesn't work or it's not something that's resonating with the consumer, okay, we try something different. Right. I think that's part of your look. You said, hey, you were in a mechanic for 30 years. Figure it out. Then now you're you're you know you're a barbecue you're you're a barbecue chef. You're you're a restaurateur. You and Kelly are this is what you're doing in this form in this segment of your life. I mean, most people would say, I I, I kinda got it figured out, I'm not gonna go any farther. Right. But you guys, you're living life. Yeah. You really are. Uh-huh. I think that's one of the things that resonates with people. I think it's your personality. I think for you and your your barbecue and your staff. You're very consumer. You're very customer centered. You're, you're very customer service centered. You want people to have a really great experience, not just by eating something, but being remembering what they had sure. and coming back, right? Yeah, and I, I want them to know that you know we we do share our money. You know, we help as many charities as we can. We, you know, we we just shipped clothes down to Arkansas. We met some people in Arkansas. Really great group of people. And, um, yeah, they're, they're in need of clothing. You know, you think Arkansas, it's 100 degrees, but it is. At nighttime, it's 54. So, okay. Wow. Uh, you don't think of it, you know, you think of Texas, oh, it's just hot. And, and it's not. And it's just, you know, I guess if somebody you know is touched by whether it's breast cancer or any form of cancer, you become aware of it. And we weren't aware of the problem there because we visited there a few weeks ago or a month. Um, you know, we're aware of what was going on, and we're we have tons of coats up here. So, you know, we shipped off thirty some pounds of coats. You really want to impact the world. I do. You want to make a difference. Yeah, I love that about you guys. Yep. I want to do this. I want to share with you something because you said you're a gin fan. You like gin, right? Yeah. And we were just at Caledonia Spirits. They're going to be the episode prior to you. Caledonia Spirits is in Montpelier, Vermont. I always ask people, what's the capital of Vermont? And um, now I can say I've actually been there. You've been there, right. <laughs> but Caledonia Spirits, this is their gin, and this is their Tomcat. And I know you said, like I said, you, I know you said you're, big, you're a big gin guy. So you love gin, and I wanted to bring this to you and allow you to try that. And again, this is something I think, too, really connects well with barbecue as well. So try that. Tell me what you think about that. Oh, that's smooth. That's delicious, right? That's very good. It's barrel-aged in new American oak. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got just the gin. It's juniper. It's honey. It's barrel-aged. It's it's just overly... It's delicious. Oh, it's tasty. Now, that goes great with barbecue, right? Oh, it does. Mm. This might be your other sauce. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. So, Steve, you've been gracious with your time. And again, for I always say it, for Dawn and I, this is our fermented adventure. We love barbecue. We, we love meeting people that are working hard like you and just providing wonderful you know, food, wonderful customer service, wonderful community service. Is there anything today that we haven't touched on that you want to share with people, some things that are going on with you guys, and just let them know, uh, you know what's going on with you? Well, we had the show coming up, so we're pretty excited about that. Um, Preston and Steve, they're bringing us down to cook for, at the Camp Out for Hunger for the volunteers in the show. And that's in, no, when's, when's the that's, Camp Out for Hunger? That's November 1st right. to the 5th, okay. and we're going to be down there on November 3rd. So we provide dinner for the, the volunteers for the show, and 
in the past for the fans, the people that came down and made the donations. So right now that's up in the air because they don't know whether they're going to be allowed to bring fans in or if it's just a drive-through. So Yeah, check out WMMR's website to, to get more details about right. the camp out for hunger, right? Yeah. Um, but what you have here is you have people bringing a lot of cans and making donations here as well, right? Yeah, so I go down to the supermarket down the street. It's not the one sponsored by... The camp out for hunger, so we won't bring that up. Okay, <laughs> uh, but they they sell can, uh, uh, twelve cans for six bucks a case, and so we've had some donations, and we just convert them right into the cans, so we can bring the cans down. I feel good about giving clothes, giving cans. Uh, uh, we're also collecting cat food and dog food over there too, because they you know they get left behind too, and so. Um, I like to do that stuff. It, it feels good. It doesn't cost anything to do something good. It's like a smile. How much does a smile cost? Smile's free, man. <laughs> it is. And I think that's, you know, for you, you're just putting smiles on everybody's faces. Try. And it's infectious. Hey. It really is. I'm grateful for your time. I'm grateful for Same. you sharing your barbecue today and, you know, getting to sit down and talking a little whiskey with you. I can't wait to taste the new uh, maple bourbon barbecue sauce that you're going to make in in cooperation with uh, Pennsylvania Distilling Dewey's number 69 and we look forward to all the great things that you continue to do you and your wife Kelly and your staff and your family uh, at Wilson's Secret Sauce thank you very much thanks Steve thank you